This is Vincent. Email thevinceman4 at gmail.com. And my YouTube channel is at Cogliano Jr. Don't look now, but China and Cuba are getting very friendly. Too friendly, if you ask me. In fact, they're getting so close that Cuba is going to let China build a military training base on the island. Why Cuba? There are plenty of warm weather locations in the South China Sea for them to train, so is picking Cuba a way to threaten America? I think it is. And I wonder why it doesn't seem to bother Joe Biden or Anthony Blinken. Because so far, all I've heard is that the administration will be watching the situation. And PBS doesn't seem to be too worried either. When reporting on the threat, they quote experts who say the whole thing may be overblown. Overblown? A mortal enemy may build a base 90 miles from America, but our fears are overblown. They say experts claim the Chinese are merely responding to America's growing presence in the South China Sea. But the American presence in the South China Sea is justified, as China is building a very large military presence in that area, and they're threatening the safety of many countries, including Vietnam and even Australia. A Chinese military buildup in Cuba would bring back memories of the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis, when Russian Premier Nikita Khrushchev decided to test a young President John F. Kennedy by putting missiles in Cuba in 1962. They were going to be aimed at American cities. It all started after a U-2 spy plane spotted some newly built installations in Cuba on October 14, 1962. The next day, the CIA looked at the pictures taken by the plane and spotted missile sites under construction. On October 16th, President Kennedy met with a group of advisors called XCOM to come up with a plan to get rid of those missiles. They decide that the options available are diplomacy, a naval blockade of Cuba, or an air attack to wipe out the missile sites. Now, some people want to go with the air attack, but that might trigger nuclear war, so Kennedy rejects that option quickly. He decides to call for a quarantine of Cuba, to provide time to negotiate with the Russians. He doesn't call it a blockade because a blockade is an act of war. Now, Kennedy gives a speech on the 18th to a worldwide television audience telling them about the missiles and demanding that Khrushchev remove them. People are in shock. They fear a nuclear war, one that could kill millions of people. Khrushchev then receives a letter from JFK warning of the consequences if the missiles are not removed. On October 23rd, Khrushchev sends a letter to Kennedy saying he will not remove the missiles. He says they are there to protect Cuba from American aggression. Now Kennedy responds by telling Khrushchev that he started the trouble by secretly putting the missiles in Cuba. Things get very tense that same day when U.S. warships move into the area and Russian submarines move in as well. Russian freighters loaded with weapons move into the area, but they stop because of the American ships blocking their way. Khrushchev tells Kennedy that he is trying to intimidate the Russians. But 
the arms freighters do turn back, except for one ship not carrying weapons that is allowed to get through to Cuba. On the 26th, the darling of the American left, Fidel Castro, tells Khrushchev to launch a nuclear strike against America. Khrushchev rejects Fidel's plea to bomb us. Instead, he writes a letter saying that he and Kennedy should work to de-escalate the situation. On the 27th, things get much worse, as American U-2 pilot Major Rudolph Anderson is shot down and killed over Cuba. Kennedy says it is now a whole new ball game. But because he believes Khrushchev knew nothing about the order to shoot down the spy plane, he continues negotiating. On the 28th, the crisis ends as Russia says they will remove the missiles if the United States promises not to invade Cuba. Now this was a very tense time for America and the world, but the Russians knew Kennedy was not going to back down. So in the end, they had to negotiate. Going to war over a tiny, dirt-poor island in the Caribbean run by a lunatic with a beard was out of the question. And no, this is not another Cuban Missile Crisis, because China is not moving missiles to Cuba right now. But Russia didn't either, back when they first got friendly with the Cubans. And the same leftists back then were telling people that we had nothing to worry about, just like now. And today, people on the left are saying we're too friendly with Taiwan, and that we do not belong anywhere near the South China Sea. They say, if we leave them alone, the Chinese will not be a threat to the United States. But the same people say it's okay for the Chinese to build a base in Cuba and to give money and have a big presence in many countries in Latin and South America. Why do they want us to back off, but not the Chinese? Does this sound like a good strategy to you? I want to hear someone in the Biden administration tell the Chinese in no uncertain terms to stay the hell out of Cuba. But instead, they're saying they'll watch the situation. John F. Kennedy is not around to face this crisis with China and Cuba, and neither are his advisors who are very knowledgeable and competent. Today, we have Joe Biden and Susan Rice and Anthony Blinken. Oh, and don't forget Vice President Kamala Harris. Now this group doesn't give me a lot of confidence that they're up to the job of protecting us by standing up to the Chinese. Biden's team has done a lot of groveling lately, and the Chinese are not cooperating at all. Why should they? The more Biden and his team show weakness, the more confident Chinese leaders get. And until somebody stands up to them, they have no reason to give in. If they do put missiles in Cuba, will Biden do what Kennedy did? Will he stand up to them? His history of weakness says no, and that scares me. And I know some of you will think I shouldn't say anything about his son Hunter's relationship with the Chinese communist, but it's a fact that He's taken millions of dollars in payments from them through some highly questionable deals. When you add up all of the factors, a weak president, a less than stellar team of advisors backing him up, his son's relationship with Chinese leaders, this can't make anybody feel good about the potential disaster waiting to happen. While Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken are watching the situation, 
So will we. So will we. And it won't surprise me one bit if Biden and his team make one excuse after another as they stand by and watch as the Chinese presence in Cuba gets stronger and stronger. This is the price of weakness and incompetence, and even PBS will not be able to cover it up. For me, the price of Biden's weakness and incompetence is much too high to pay.